Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, oh, how are we doing? It's episode 54 of Franco's World. It feels good to be back. Uh, I know we're going to lose listeners. The stats that I have been working very, very tirelessly on will fall immensely because we took the week off last week um, out of respect for the families of, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, uh, you know, shared some important links, which you can find on my Twitter and Instagram, Franco's World underscore, uh, you know, and that entire situation, the very unfortunate situation that those people uh, met their demise that way. And um, so my heart goes out to the families of, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And, uh, yeah, we took the week off out of respect, like I said, and, you know, did uh, did some writing, did some thinking about how I'm going to do this episode, you know, and uh, I got a good one cooked up for you. So you're going to want to stick around. As always, remember to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankGoesWorld underscore and use promo code Frank with a K at checkout for 10% off your final purchase at BaseballLegendApparel.com. Hats, sweatshirts, hoodies, stickers, keychains bracelets and more i wear a lot of the stuff it's pretty cool uh art wise also even if you're not a baseball person it's just uh very aesthetically pleasing so let's talk about something real quick let, let, let's talk about it i don't know what's happening with coronavirus last episode i did i uh, i was trying to figure out who the heroes were the really hot pharma- pharmaceutical sales reps are they heroes am i a hero for doing this podcast or the zoom open micers heroes. I don't know who the heroes are. I need someone to help me out. I'm hearing that New York city is reopening. Um, okay. And we know with, um, people, they're going to blame the spike on the coronavirus cases because of all the riots and everything. And I'm sure there will be a rise because of that, but it definitely stems from, uh, you know, everyone going out on Memorial day and just getting hammered like uh, at various bars and, and lounges and pools. I don't know what people do for fun, okay? What I like to do for fun, uh, f- fun is relative. And what I like to do for fun, maybe not, it's probably not fun for everybody else. So, you know, what I like to do for fun is I like to sit and watch the nightly news. I like to uh, make witty remarks during commercial break about a story we just watched. I like to make a slight blurb or uh, a blurb or, or comment, you know, in my little notepad uh, that maybe I'll laugh about later that night to myself in my bedroom. I like to do that. I like to analyze things to the tenth degree to the point where I hate it, no matter what, even if it's something wildly popular. When everyone zigs, I zag. That's fun. Being a contrarian is fun. If you care less, you will have more fun. If you stop uh, worrying, if you what it what it was I gonna say. If you stop, uh, oh yeah, the sooner you realize all these, you know, suits and in Washington, like they don't care about you. The sooner you realize that, the better you'll feel. Today is a voting day. Today I voted. Uh, I voted, and I'm and I'm seeing the results go across the ticker. I'm I'm voting for people for board of education and stuff like that. And I know who these people are. And one person I want to shout out in particular, his name is Ron Tice. Okay, he was a teacher at my high school. Uh, and he owned a tennis shop, RT, Tennis and Racquetball. I don't know why it wasn't called TR, but his name was Ron Tice. So why wouldn't you call it Racquetball and Tennis? RT with RT. It, it, what, you know, I'm not the marketing guy for you, Ron. You had a great business. I'm, I'm sure it's still 
up and running. I don't know. I got a lot of good tennis stuff from there. Babolat rackets, Nike shoes, Wilson rackets. I got the top of the line stuff. Not only was he very kind to myself and my mom when we'd go in there, but he genuinely cared about the uh, well-being of his students. Uh, I remember going in there. I was a senior in high school, and he was talking about how I can't wait to somehow, you know, when I'm done teaching and get on the board and really help, you know, push things forward. He's like, those people over there in that district, they're not doing it right, but I know what to do. Like, he genuinely cares about the well-being of the students. That's what it's about for me. If I, if I know what you're about, I'm going to vote for you. If I don't know what you're about, I'm not going to just punch your name just because you have an R or a D beside of your name. I need to know what you're about. Okay, yeah, I registered Democrats, so I don't get to vote for everyone necessarily in things like this. But still, okay, one of the main reasons I love Mr. Tice as a, as a, as a, as a person in the Board of Education is in his tennis and racquetball shop, he had a DVD player there. He had a TV and a DVD player. He would just put stuff on repeat, on reel, background noise. He had both seasons of Chappelle's show on DVD in there. If you know what this guy looks like, he, he kind of looks like an older version of that teacher in The Incredibles. That's like, coincidence? I think not. He looks like that guy. I'm, bit, I'm saying this out of the kindness of my heart. You know, he just kind of looks like that. And, you know, he loves cats. He, he, he cares about the well-being of the local stray cat community. He always sets out food and water for, for stray cats to come by and get it. Uh, but yeah, he, he loves Chappelle's show. And anyone that can rock with Chappelle's show but also care about the well-being of stray cats and children in the local community, you got my vote every time. And I saw across the ticker that he won. He got a seat on the board. Shout out to Ron Tice. That's arguably the biggest win of the night in my hometown. So shout out to Mr. Tice. Where even was I? They're going to blame the coronavirus on these people rioting over police brutality and all that. Okay. It stems from Memorial Day when people with their souped up trucks and girls who are just dying to get out on the water. Girls love water. Girls love water. You know, pool, boat, beach. It don't matter. They want to get out there. And they may hate the person. They may hate the guy. But you know what? He's got a boat. He's got a pontoon. He's got a party barge. And we're going to get out there. And we're going to crank some country music. And we, we might even sip on some Coronas. Better hope he doesn't get a BUI, boating under the influence, BWI. What do you get when you're boating? I don't get on the water. The water is undefeated. I don't mess with the water. Humans, although we are great at adapting, Humans survive on land. We are land creatures. I get I get very anxious in the air while flying. You know, we're not an Aryan, Aryan, <laughs> Avian, Aryan. We're not air. <laughs> wow, that was a slip up. Uh, we're not avian creatures, and you know, we're land mammals, land mammals. Okay, the water is undefeated. My grandma always used to say the ocean is unforgiving. She would always, so that's, that's probably some weird thing. This is like my outlawed, you know, I'm in counseling right now. And this is my psych, psychiatrist listening to me saying, yeah, my grandma terrified me of the water because she said it was unforgiving. I don't mess with the water. I will never own a boat because I don't want girls texting me that never were into me at all because they want to get, you know, their pics on my boat. 
That's not what it's about for me. So the coronavirus is going to stem from that. Obviously, it's going to get bigger because the riots. But let's go even deeper. Let's look even further. Follow the money. I don't know why New York City's reopening, other than the fact that it's the biggest city in the country and the economy tanked. And the president has the worst ticket in history to run on. And, you know, he's he, he might win. But the best, I mean, Joe Biden, Here, here's me putting my political science hat on. All right, here's me getting political. Not really. It's just a state. I just state facts. I state facts. All right, I said that on my Instagram. This is history. This is facts. Okay, I'm going for that blue check mark. If you say you do facts, you get the blue check mark. It's just the rules social media has. Okay. He has the worst ticket in history to run on. We have social and racial injustices occurring, rioting in the streets, okay? The economy has tanked. There is a global pandemic. We weren't necessarily prepared for prepared for it. We didn't necessarily uh, take the proper steps early on. Maybe we didn't take think it was that serious early on. We didn't want to spook the economy, you know? Uh, but Biden can barely say words and he uh he's kind of just like an establishment dim like he's kind of just like a suit and he's just gonna you know his pockets are probably lined he's really not gonna do anything i don't know why you know he doesn't really move the needle he's just there you know uh so so you know for for him to say that he's gonna be a knockdown drag out type of fighter with trump is that's bogus i mean he's not Trump has the worst ticket in history to run on. I mean, it's going to be like two old men in a nursing home having a pillow fight is what this is what this is going to be. I mean, Trump and Biden pillow fight match between old men at the nursing home. Winner gets extra applesauce at dinner. That's what this is. All right. And and I'm going to be, you know, the guy that went to Europe one time and came back and is like, you know what? The way the Americans do politics just isn't right. That's me now. I went to Europe, two weeks in Europe, and I'm not going to act like I know everything about the Spanish government, but, you know, they have, like, six options to vote for? That sounds pretty fair. That sounds good. Having two old boomers throw pillows at each other and say, and, and there we have two 70-year-olds tweeting at each other like they're in ninth grade. Like they're on the cheerleading team, and there's a discrepancy in the cheerleading team because Jessica hooked up with Rachel's boyfriend. That's what it is. Maybe somebody makes a comment about weight. I don't know. We need more options. Well, if you, I mean, if you go more of the two parties, you know, it's just going to crowd it out. No one's going to get anything done. Or maybe what it will do is kind of level head a lot of people. We're very radicalized right now. Okay, I don't remember a lot of a radicalization with Obama. Uh, I don't remember people waving Obama flags with his face photoshopped over Rambo's body because I'm seeing that every five yards in West Virginia. Businesses will fly this flag above the state flag, no less. It goes American flag. Uh, Trump's face on Rambo's body. I'm not kidding you. Shooting machine guns. 
Uh, and then the state flag. Okay, um, you're an insane person. If you think the... Is he a billionaire? I don't care. I'm just going to say it for this joke. If you're an insane person, if you think the billionaire New Yorker born on third base cares about Joe Schmo in the mid-Ohio Valley, you are an insane person. Maybe let's stop trying to... I, I identi- It's identity politics is what it is. Maybe let's stop trying to relate to people that can't relate to us at all. Same goes for Biden. I mean, some of the stuff he said in the past, I mean, come on, guy. Get real. So we have woeful options. We have woeful options. Give me six options. Give me far right. Give me far left. Give me middle right. Give me middle left. Give me right down the middle. Give me five options. That's five. Give me that. Give me liberty or give me death. All right? We need options. I'm getting the boomers. Here, dude, has this turned it? Am I just like, this is InfoWars. Like, I work for Breitbart now, and this is me, and this is my podcast, and a bunker, and I'm just screaming and saying big government sucks. That's just what it is now. <laughs> That's just what it sounds like. Uh, these, This isn't my opinion. These are just facts, okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you this whole time. Like, I will never just come out here and give my opinion. I'm just stating what the fact of the matter is. All right. And all my listeners, the thing about, I love about my listeners, obviously the audience is growing and you know, no one ever says that was really dumb. You know, no one ever says that because I'm the smartest person alive, (laughs) but my audience is very smart. My audience understands that like I'm joking around, but like for the most part, I present facts to you both sides and let you figure it out. I like to poke fun at everyone. That's the thing. Here I am comparing myself to an all-time television show. South Park, which I wasn't allowed to watch and I don't really watch it, uh, makes a, a living at making fun of both sides. It's more fun to not pick a side, okay? You get to jump to each team whenever they're winning. Or maybe whenever they are winning, you jump to the losing team and stick up for the little guy and, you know, poke a hole in that guy's balloon. That's the contrarian in me. We need multiple parties. The boomers are hanging on to this country by their fingernails. Okay, they do not want to lose their grip on the country. Those young people don't know what they're doing. Listen, those young people you said don't know what they're doing. Uh, we're like mid, late 20s, early 30s. We're adults. The frontal lobe is fully formed. We know what we're doing. Okay. So you inherited this golden goose of a country, and you made it what it is. Okay? You had all this time. Let's get back to jokes. So today, I went running uh, in my park. uh, Park not very far from my home. And I was driving there, and uh, I thought to myself, like, what is the rule on running with a shirt off in a public park? Because when I lived up near... Like, when I lived in Pennsylvania, it was a really nice park. Apparently, they said John Lennon went there when he wanted to get away from the hustle and bustle of New York City. That's just what I heard one time. It was my backyard. No big deal. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm presenting facts. Um, I, I very rarely ran with my shirt off. 
like maybe twice and it was it would be at like one o'clock when not a lot of people were there because it'd be like one o'clock on a Tuesday, not a lot of people there. Or maybe like 10 a.m. I don't know. Really hot, really hot. Uh, Tuesday, nobody's there because they're all at work and maybe I had to, maybe there was an off day in baseball. I don't know. I very rarely did it. Just didn't feel morally right doing it. You know, women not being allowed to take their shirt off, obviously. You know, that's not why I did it. You know, because I'm built like a cinnamon stick mixed with Gumby. Is that why I did it? Maybe, you know, body dysmorphia can go both ways. People don't realize this. <laughs> I'm presenting facts. You know, and for what it's worth, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm built like a cinnamon stick mixed with Gumby. I mean, make just look at it. Look at those two together. And, you know, I, I'm driving and I'm like, can I do that here? I mean, there's children at the pool. I don't want to like disturb anyone. I don't want to make anyone's parents to be like, oh, I'll put a shirt on, you know, but think all these people in the pool are shirtless. Why can't I be running around the pool? I'm not running around the pool like the gate. I'm not like running around being like staring at people. There's a track. Anyways. So I just had that thought. But as I was driving in, uh, there was a little girl outside of the entrance of the park. And the entrance of the park is like, uh, a mile and a half from the pool. And she was sitting there, you know, with uh, like swim stuff in hand, just like sitting under a tree outside the gate to get into the park. And I'm assuming she was waiting on a ride or something, or maybe like she got lost. But it was a total lose-lose situation. This girl was like six, seven years old. Very, very young girl. And I felt really bad about it. I felt really scared because people are scary. And maybe she was, you know... Maybe she gets picked up or maybe she falls in, into the street or something like that. Like something absolutely terrible happens. And I, I, I kind of want to prevent that, but I also don't want to look weird for being like, hey, little girl, um, are you lost? Here, Here's me, a scary man by himself. You know, I'm a stranger. I have dark tinted windows. Uh, you know, I can't really do that. It's like, you know, it's a lose-lose situation because I can't stop and ask like, are you okay? You know, like, I can take you to wherever you want to go. That's like 101, what they tell you, hey, if a person says this, don't get in a car with them. The only thing worse I could have said was, hey, my dog ran off. Can you help me find it? Which is what they always said to us at safety camp. They said, don't trust anyone whose dog ran off. So all the missing dogs out there from 2004 to 2009, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And, uh, but I also didn't want to just like leave her there because like, I know I'm a trustworthy guy. Everyone that knows me knows I'm a trustworthy guy. I'm a good guy. And I want to help. Uh, it's all about the kids. I want to help the kids. That's why when I get older, I want to start the children's charities. I care about the well-being of the youth. The children are the future. And you know, I, it's like, I feel bad about leaving her. You know, she wasn't there when I drove away when I got done running. So I hope that her ride was there, but you know, I'd hate to see it on the news that like, hey, a girl got picked up today. If you've ever seen a girl that looks like this, please contact local authorities. And it's like, oh boy. Oh boy. I saw her at the park. And why didn't you help her? I didn't want to look weird, your honor. Here's the deal, guys. I'm just presenting facts. I'm great at dating. It's a fact. If you listen to old, early episodes, my dad's calling me in the middle of this episode. Not going to pick up, though. I'm not going to pick up. Um, yeah, I'm just going to send one of those automated things that say, can I call you later? Uh, yeah, I'm great at dating. And, you know, 
uh, the actual relationship part of relationships, maybe, you know, maybe I'm like, ah, at it because like, I'm kind of like a college football recruiter in a sense. I hype programs up, uh, programs being myself, and I sell the program to people. Uh, I see a recruit, and I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of upside with this recruit. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest. A team like me, you know, we're not going to get the All-Americans. We're not going to get the 300, top 150 recruit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, okay? I'm kidding. McDonald's All-Americans, Under Armour All-Americans, they're all on my recruiting watch list. All right. Well, not watch list. That was a bad word to use. <laughs> um, I'm scouting these girls out. <laughs> like behind a tree. <laughs> it's like behind a tree. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, impeccable speed right there. Oh, yeah, diving into the pool. Oh, great form. I'm a great recruiter. Okay, so, so you know, you see a recruit out there. You see, you see an athlete. And you want to sell the program to them. And you talk them up. And it's like, how can we get you on campus? You know, how can we take you out on town? And I'm I'm a smooth operator. I'm a smooth talker, and I'm also good at dating. I'm also good at picking out dates and picking out things to do that guys my age right now uh, don't do for some reason. I don't know why they refuse to. They just like they sorry. They want to do the stereotypical. Um, hey, what's up? You're hot. Uh, they like reply to a, a Twitter DM or a Twitter DM. They reply to a instagram story and they have like a witty remark or maybe they like a girl posts a picture and they like comment on it and be like wow this caption was weak or like wow like you're hot i don't know what people do uh let me get back to it i'm great at dating and i'm great at recruiting and then like i'm, I'm like nick saban in the sense that like if once i get in the living room uh it's over like when i meet the parents i'm great with parents when i meet the parents and i get to sell you want to sell the program to the parents you know, especially the fathers of the program. The fathers of daughters are like the mothers of son football players. So it's like, I got to go into this living room. It is a, it's a road environment, tough environment to play in. And I got to sell my program to the father. I said, hey, you know, sir, I will look after her like she were my daughter. <laughs> I'm going to look after her like she were my own. You know, uh, we're going to take great care of her up on campus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll get into the full character. Uh, you know, care about your daughter a lot. And uh, we see a lot of potential with her. We think she'd be a great fit for the program. And, you know, it, if I got to level with you, sir, uh, Scott, you mind if I call you Scott? All right. Uh, Scott, here's the deal. Your daughter, I would treat her like she were my own daughter. You know, Uh <laughs> But I'm great at that aspect of it. I'm great at meeting the parents. Great at setting up dates. Great at the like the introductory thing because you know I say weird things. I have a unique perspective on some things. Um, like I said, when everybody zigs, I zag. And, and I'm not playing like uh, just to play devil's advocate here because I hate those kids. Like I'm not that. All right. Like I'm a mild version of that. I think mild is the best way. Uh, to describe me because, like, I'm not going to be hot button on a lot of stuff. Uh, Like, you know, get you guys know my act if you listen to this. Like, I don't curse on my act, and that's because, like, I just want my parents to be able to see it uh, in my family. And it's like, uh, you know, 
I'm not going to be, you know, some crazy guy out of the gate. I'm going to be like, oh, this guy's unique. All right, let's get it. And then, you know, you start dating and then people realize it's like, ah, you know what? Maybe, you know, getting calls at three in the morning because he doesn't know if the word uh, fatal or lethal is funnier. Which one is the funnier word to use? And he's having a whole debate at two in the morning internally. And he needs you to decide which one's funnier and for what reason. And then it'll be a 15-minute conversation of, well, that's funnier because it has sound in it. Well, they both have, one has, a, one has a hard T and one has a TH sound. Which one's funnier? I don't know. These are the questions that keep me up at night. That and why uh, we don't have five political parties. It is bananas to me that we don't have five political parties. I mean, we do, if you want to count independent and green and whatever. Those aren't real. Nothing's real anymore. We watched, my dad watches One America News now. That's the fakest news thing in history. We have Trump tweeting about it. And it's just a baseless propaganda news channel. And my dad loves it. Or maybe he just leaves it on because he knows it gets a rise out of me. But it doesn't get a rise out of me in terms of we have these debates in the house. It's just like, dad, why are you watching this? It's like, you're a smart dude. Come on. Here's a joke. I tweeted it. I'll say it to you here. Make of it what you will. Gen Z, because there's a lot of jokes going on about Gen Z. I don't know if I'm a Generation Y, Millennial, or a Gen Z. I don't know. Every list is varied. Look that up if you ever want to rack your brain forever. Well, what do I fall in? Gen Y or Gen Z? 95? 96? What month? What was the moon? Was it a waxing gibbous? Was it a waning gibbous? I don't know. What type of gibbous was the moon? Gen Z. Gen Z is afraid to pick up a phone call from an unknown number, but not afraid to sell naked photos of themselves to strangers. So what that joke is, this is inside the Joker studio. So what that joke is, uh, is ironic because people, uh, myself included, won't answer phone calls from numbers they don't have, especially if it's from a weird area code. I got a call from Jamaica the other day. I'm not picking that up. Okay. My dad got a call from Jamaica, and so did I. So I don't know what list I'm on. And then, you know, the people, OnlyFans, a lot of OnlyFans people are Gen Zers. OnlyFans, uh, it's not necessarily a, a, a website to sell nude photos, but a lot of people do sell nude photos on there, and that's fine. Make your money however you make your money. I don't care. doesn't bother me any. Uh, and, they, you know, they're afraid to pick up a phone from an unknown caller, but random strangers will just buy nude photos of them. She's like, they know everything about you right there. Come on. All right. Well, I just got an important text message. I got to take that. We're 28 minutes in. That's fine. That's the episode. Remember to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franco'swood underscore. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. I will see you when I see you. Let me know what you think of the show. And let me know who you want to hear on it next. All right. Have a good one. Shout out to Mr. Tice. You the man. See you.